Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK. Now today we have an interview with Liverpool legend John Barnes. And with the World Cup drawing ever closer, Barnes gives his views on Africa's chances at the tournament, saying that it's going to be tough for any of the five African teams to lift the trophy. And Barnes pinpoints the way that African players are treated by their national associations as a hurdle that has to be overcome. The way that the clubs treat the players are probably better than the way the, national, the local administrators and the local organisations treat them. So the players have to be made to feel wanted as well. Yes, John Barnes was here in Zimbabwe for a short visit and I had a chance to meet the Liverpool legend who won two league titles with the Reds in 1988 and in 1990 and played for England 79 times, playing at two World Cups in 1986 and 1990. He then went on to coach the Jamaica national team. Now, Barnes spends a lot of time in South Africa, where he works as an analyst for continent-wide satellite TV broadcaster Supersport, so he has a good understanding of African football. Well, he has so many interesting things to say, and I asked him when he thinks that an African team might win the World Cup, and he started by reflecting on the Brazilian legend Pele's famously wrong prediction, made back in 1977, that an African nation would win the World Cup before the year 2000. Well, Pele said he could see an African country winning the World Cup in the next 20 years, and he said that about 30 years ago. Because what Pele saw was Pele saw the physical attributes that African players have, and physically they can compete with anyone. What he probably didn't take into consideration is the mentality necessary to win the World Cup, because it's not just about your physical ability, it's about your mentality. And I suppose that is where African and developing footballing countries, of which Jamaica is one, I coach the Jamaica national team, have to improve because physically we can compete with anyone. I mean, you've seen Usain Bolt and you've seen Didier Drogba. From an athletic point of view, we can compete. But the mentality is important. You know, the discipline and the desire and the determination and the respect. And what I would like the African players to do and the Caribbean players and a lot of the developing footballing players is to, to play for their countries with the same desire and the same respect and the same humility that they do when they play for their European clubs. And I suppose that's where, that, that, that's, that's where they have to improve. Also, it's not easy, but to go from where the African countries were, the developing footballing countries were, Japan and South Korea including in that because they now qualify for the World Cups and get to the quarterfinals every now and again to the latter stages, to go from where they were to get to there, I won't say it's easy, but it's achievable. That last little bit to go to be winners is very, very difficult. There are not many teams who have won the World Cup. There are not many teams who have won the World Cup. So because of the rapid rise of the African countries, you look at now that the Ivory Coast and teams like that can regularly qualify for the World Cup, go to the latter stages like Japan and South Korea, we just automatically assume that the next step to then winning it is going to be easy. That is very, very difficult to do because when you're talking about winning uh, a World Cup, you're then talking about putting together performances from the last 16 to then you could possibly have to play in the knockout stages. You'll then have to possibly beat Brazil. You'll have to beat Spain. You've got to beat Argentina. Now, on any one occasion, yes, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, Japan, they can beat even Brazil. But then can you say after Brazil we play Argentina, we can beat them. Then we have to play Spain, we can beat them as well. So to get to the final and to win is very difficult. So they've come a long way in maybe a short space of time, but maybe that final hurdle is going to be very difficult to achieve. But that is not a, that is not a, a slight on any of these countries because, I mean, England and the World Cup still 66. You know? So there are many footballing countries who've never won the World Cup. So to then say that we're disappointed because they haven't taken that last step is a little bit unkind because it is a very, very difficult thing to do. And how well they've actually done to be competitive, which is all you can ask, 
is a testament and, and, you know, they should be proud of everything they've achieved, the African countries. So John Barnes, they're saying it's going to be difficult for an African nation to win the World Cup, even to get further than the quarterfinals. What are your thoughts there, Solomon? Well, Steve, I totally agree with John Barnes because if you look at uh, Pele's prediction in the first place, uh, perspective to that, he's seen a lot of talent in African football. He's seen the flair. But at the same time, that is not enough to be able to win the World Cup. So it doesn't just take athletic ability, like Barnes rightly said. It takes much more than that. It takes a strong mentality. And I think African teams and African players do have strong mentalities. When they go on to Europe, you see the way they perform. They get outstanding performances. They can go into any kind of uh, league or country to be able to sustain themselves. So there is that mentality that is really strong but putting it together and working together as a team that is where I think African teams have not really gotten there. Well let's go to uh, Stuart Weir in the UK. Uh, Stuart a rather sobering view there from John Barnes saying that it is getting harder and harder to win the World Cup because the level of competition is so high and all the teams are getting better. Well I think that's right and also I I thought it's a very useful point that John Barnes made that how few teams have actually ever won the World Cup. I'm from England and, you know, we're supposedly a big country, but I don't think that anyone thinks that England have any chance of winning the World Cup this year uh, because, you know, we're probably in the second tier and smaller countries are probably in the third tier. So, uh, you know, I, I think that the moment teams like Brazil, Argentina, Germany have just set a standard that nobody else is aspiring to. And uh, one of the things that John Barnes pinpoints there for African nations to move forward is mentality, and uh, he gives uh, uh, various aspects of that. Do you go along with his sentiments there? Yeah, I mean, I think that 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 is true. And, you know, if you are an African player living in Africa, probably being uh, picked for your national side is a great highlight uh, of your career. But, you know, if you're playing for Real Madrid or Barcelona or Manchester City and Chelsea, you're having high-level football, you're being well-paid, and having to fly back to Africa to play in a qualifier is probably something that doesn't have quite the same attraction, you know, to be doing two, what, six or eight-hour flights. Probably your club is not terribly keen on it with big squads, you fear that you're going to lose your place in the team. And, you know, I think generally, not just to do with Africa, uh, I think that the importance of national championships, club football, the Champions League, means that the World Cup has actually lost a certain amount of the loss that it used to have. You find players retiring from international football because they think they can extend their career and earn more money by playing a few more years uh, at the top level for their clubs. Uh, and this would have been unheard of in my youth when you know, the World Cup was everything. Well, we'd love to hear your views on this on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. Do you think that lack of commitment to national teams by Africa's top European-based players is affecting the performance at national team level, especially when we get to the World Cup level? The Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa, and that is all one word. You're listening to Planet Sport Football Africa. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, joined by Solomon Ashams in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. Now, earlier we heard Liverpool legend John Barnes saying that while African players can compete with anyone physically, the mental attitude could be letting teams down at national team level. And Barnes said that he'd like African players to play for their countries with the same desire that they do when they play for their European clubs. 
I asked Barnes if it's understandable that African players often fail to give their best to their national teams, considering the poor treatment that they often get, not being paid on time, poor travel arrangements and other administrative issues. So is it acceptable that the lack of commitment could be there? Well, no, because, you know, when I talk to everybody, especially with children, I, what I say is that every time you you have an opportunity to perform, you have to perform with the right integrity. It doesn't matter whether you're playing against, and that's why you look at someone like Wayne Rooney, for example. Well, I love Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney's playing against, uh, against Chelsea, or if he's playing against um, Scunthorpe United, he will put in the same performance because that's what he believes is the right thing to do. So I don't believe that you should actually turn it on and off depending on who you're playing. So it's not something that I believe is necessarily right. But it's time, it's understandable. It's understandable because it's also a lot to do with the way that the players are actually treated as well by the administrators. Now they're treated much better in Europe um, and even when I coach the Jamaica national team, the way that the clubs treat the players are probably better than the way the, nat- the local administrators and the local organisations treat them. So the players have to be made to feel wanted as well. So little things and that is where England and European teams have no excuses. Why they have no excuses because they're all flying first class they're all in the best hotels they all have the best training fields so therefore they feel good now obviously because of the challenges that a lot of the african countries and the caribbean countries and the developing footballing countries have things aren't going to be perfect so when didier drogba plays for chelsea he gets first class treatment when he plays for the ivory coast maybe he doesn't because maybe the bus and the training ground and the hotels and the, the organization isn't great so it's understandable because it, we're human beings and it's human nature so i'm not having a go at the players saying that but the, if you're asking me what the challenges are head are and the solutions are then that that is one the, the strides that they've made and how well they've actually done it's okay so of course we're disappointed because they haven't gone on to win the world cup but in terms of what they've actually achieved, what the players have achieved, Jogba and everybody else, is acceptable as far as I'm concerned. The achievements are acceptable. Yes, maybe you can say that it can have a better attitude, but we're human beings. It's understandable when you, things aren't as you probably want them to be, then it affects you. It does affect you. So it's understandable. So there's the views of Liverpool legend John Barnes saying there that it's understandable that African players can have a lack of commitment to their national teams. Uh, Solomon, how much do you feel that this lack of commitment is holding back the performance of African teams at World Cup level? I think in a lot of ways he's been holding back Africa's uh, performance totally as a team. We've seen some countries uh, going to the World Cup and some players giving their best and some players not giving their best uh, because of different reasons, maybe personal reasons with the coach or maybe because of money issue or maybe because they don't want to really get injured because they have this good contract with their clubs and and they don't want to get injured. Uh, The clubs take care of the players much more than the countries take care of the players. That is obvious. If every individual players would go in and say, look, I'm going to give my best. I'm going to show commitment. Uh, I'm going to show I'm patriotic as a citizen of this nation. And if you can get a few African players really showing that, that is really going to make a difference. And it's going to also encourage some of the younger players in the team. And African teams would definitely go far with that kind of uh, mentality and that kind of commitment. Let's go back to Stuart Weir in the UK. Uh, looking at the importance of looking after your players and treating them well, Stuart, how do you feel you can get an African star to reproduce their club form for their national team? With the resources of a Chelsea or a Manchester United or a Real Madrid, the players are treated like kings. And then they go to play for their country and the facility isn't there. I mean, famously, Roy Keane, when he was captain of Manchester United, walked out of the 2002 World Cup 
because he thought everything was being run by a bunch of amateurs. He tells how he'd had a meeting with the manager and talked about diet and talked about all the things he'd learnt in his career. And um, the next day, they had cheese sandwiches for lunch. And Keane just stormed up to the manager and says, do you think the Dutch team that we play in our first match are having cheese sandwiches for lunch? And, uh, you know, he had a point. But and equally, it's very difficult for an African nation with a very small football association, very little resources to put on luxury coaches, put the players in the best hotels, get really good training facilities, medical uh, backup. So it, it's very difficult um, to do this. And, you know, perhaps the players need just to remember where they've come from and to be thankful for what they get at Manchester United and Real Madrid uh, and just to to accept the, the best training facilities that the African... Uh, national team can put together. But Stuart, uh, whether you're Roy Keane or an African star, I thought that uh, the biggest dream of any player is to wear that national jersey and represent their country at the World Cup or in this era of all the money in the UEFA Champions League. Is that now an old-fashioned idea? I mean, I I remember um, interviewing Lucio, a Brazilian captain, who is a World Cup winner. And uh, he actually said to me winning the Champions League was very high on his list of ambitions because he had already won the World Cup and he had never won the Champions League. And arguably, the Champions League is, is a higher standard than the World Cup because you get all the best players compressed in a few teams, whereas, of course, in the World Cup... Uh, you've players spread around, and you've got some great players uh, who come from small nations um, who, who never get a chance to go to the World Cup finals. So I do think that certainly from looking at from an English point of view, winning the Champions League is far more important than it would have been 20 years ago. And you know, you actually have players retiring from international football, saying, "Well, I don't actually want to play for my country anymore," because it's taking up too much of my energy that I really want to put into the club so that I can extend my career and earn more money. That, that, that's harsh, and it will horrify people who think that playing for your country should be the, the greatest honour and the, and the greatest ambition. But, you know, a lot of players are a bit mercenary. They're looking at their career, and, you know, they want to get the best out of their career for themselves. Well, thanks a lot to Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and to Stuart Weir in the UK. Uh, that's it for today, but do give us your thoughts on this on our Facebook page. Is lack of commitment to national teams by Africa's European-based stars affecting the performance of Africa's national teams, especially at World Cup level? Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. We'd love to hear from you, and don't forget to like our page. More from John Barnes on next week week's program uh, from me steve vickers in zimbabwe thanks a lot for listening you can find the show online at planetsport.tv and planet sport football africa is a 2k plus international sports media production